<laughs> so, that's really good. That's very good. Okay, then. That's very good. Well, uh, <laughs> a most lovely evening to you, Mr. Dennis. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's good to be back with you again. It's good to be here. It's good to be here again, yes. Let the tapes roll, as they say. Yes. But, uh, so how is your house doing? Have you killed any more ants? Have you... Uh, ants, uh, now it's been the, uh, the slow death march of the carpenter ant colony. And as they are slowly but surely eating the poison, the green syrupy poison mm. injected into the world by my... Uh, uh, not to say insect elimination company, but insect control company, as he says, they will never be exterminated. You know that story. So the ants, though, are coming out, and I'm seeing them on the staircase and on the basement floor, and they're just little black dots, and they almost look like they're dead until I kick them a little bit, and then they move, and then I scrunch them. And because my shoes have big gaps in the soles for the tread, sometimes I don't kill them well enough, or they fake it. And they fake dying. They fake dying, and I kick them again, and suddenly they're fucking running. This time I squish them until their thorax and their anthrax are separated by the crunch, crunch of my boot. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on there. The other day, I swept up about 30 of these little bastards, and in the dustpan, there were a bunch of them that were uh, dying, and in an ironic twist, which is in their favor, showing that maybe the black ant colony does have some good karma. When I lifted up the trash can and threw them in the trash can, they landed on yesterday's reclamation from the front sidewalk that some stranger had left, which was a half a dozen cupcakes with very sweet frosting. That's where they landed. I didn't bother to kill them. They may thrive, or at least they will die eating chocolate and icing. That is the definition of fucking irony. Wow. So you're being, you're being exterminated, but then you get... A sweet, sweet death. A reprieve. Or for some, for some, there were several. Some will die happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your, your, your last meal is delicious. Huh. Or they thrive and survive. Imagine the stories they'll tell their grand aunts. Yes. And grand cousins, grand aunt cousins. Grand, said, grand, grand, grand nieces, grand, grand uncles. <laughs> You're having trouble imagining it. Are yes. you dull with it again? Like you were the last time. <laughs> Am I not always? Uh, no, no. Sometimes you're more dull witted than others. So there's variations. There's degrees. Okay. The least, the least dull you can be is just sharp enough, not to cut by any stretch. No. But to perhaps separate the skin into two parts. Which is not cutting. It's well, no, an indention. Separating. Like well, a belt knife, like a butter knife would do an indention. Well, you take the knife away for just a second, it looks like it was there. But that's as sharp as you can get, as sharp as a dull knife. But my lot in life, you're the producer, you do you do what you do, whatever it is. I'm and a, I show up. And yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have to be smart, I guess, to be able to, be able to do this. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean... Well, maybe better put. You don't have to act smart. There, there are so, so maybe, there's so many podcasts out there with such well, right. dull-witted right. Uh, well, ta talent, sure. as we well, are called. Most of them, because we are called talent, most because we're the ones being recorded. So, <laughs> whether or not we is have any talent, talent, is that talent with a capital T or is it all caps? It's a capital L, talent. I noticed talent. I noticed that you're. Uh, 
your dressing room is identical to your office, is identical to your recording studio, is dedicated, is, is the same as your man cave, need I go on? You're not exactly I mean, rolling I, in the wealth. I live in this one room. As, as you mentioned last, as you mentioned last episode, clearly I'm sharing this flat in Brooklyn with a bunch of other podcasters. <laughs> right, other dull-witted podcasters who haven't even gathered yet that they're all podcasters. They, they no. don't. They just talk into they mics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't listen to each other. All they do is fucking talk all the time, and 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 they say things that nobody's interested in, including every other dull podcaster. And so it's just a bunch of mumbling. Yes. You know, yes. lookalikes like you with shiny foreheads and bulbous uh, appendages that are inexplicable. Inexplicable. By the way, is that growing from your forehead what it looks like to be a human ankle? Wow. That, what a callback. Uh, no, I'm not growing any ankles from, from my forehead. What, ep- what episode was that? Was that, was, that, was, that, was that episode two? God, I don't know what you mean. I don't know. You, Why does this come up before? Now, now that you mention it, it does. You, you ah, I you, forgot. What What is wrong with you, Dennis? Oh, Jesus. What? Yes. What? I did it the same thing twice. Yes. The same. We didn't have any listeners. This, we didn't have. We didn't have anybody listening to episode two. What? What does that matter? Hey, hey. I have. I have. I have. I have huge news. Hey. Via a uh, podcasting metrics app that I use, we are we have finally breached the charts. That, you know, you know the top. Uh, I think your your top forty charts or whatever. Uh, we are on the top. We are on the, the top charts of. Hold yourself. We are we are at currently. <laughs> we are currently at position. Five hundred, five hundred and fifty, on the comedy charts in Uruguay. In what? In 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 Uruguay, the the nation in South America. Oh, the the Uruguay yeah. comedy charts for podcasts. We we are, we are currently at number five five hundred and fifty. Five out of how many? I don't know. I'm, but oh, like five hundred and fifty-five, or <laughs> maybe a thousand, but. But right. some someone yeah. someone in Uruguay listen. has listened listen. listened once probably, right. and well, as such scored it because the because the podcasting uh, comedy charts in Uruguay are so uh, there's so little competition. Well, <laughs> so anyway, uh, muchas gracias well, congr- a los uruguayanos. Uh, thank you for listening. So Whoa. Uh, well, that's uh, so. But if we're ranked 550. Yes. What's the mathematics then? There's so 549 the that are more comedic well, no, I than understand us that. Here's the point, though, that it, well, according to one person's view, of course, but if we have, if there are in total 550, 549 podcast listeners at any given moment, the odds are good that none of them are listening to us. If there's 550, the odds increase and on and upwards. I don't think it works like that. No, it does. Well, okay. It does. What do you mean? I mean, We're, with this, a ranking, I think what, is, what they have this is, is our pie. what they have is uh, that you've that 
there are maybe a thousand people that have listened to podcasts in Uruguay in the comedy category, which for some reason are, we are in. Uh, and the well, that's a good sign. Well, they could have put us in drama. Or, yeah, sure, or other, or slapstick. Well, or dipstick. We're pretty. We're pretty. We are pretty slapstick. But yeah, so the I think the idea is that there are other pod. There are five hundred and forty nine other podcasts that are more listened to than than ours. Which mean oh, which means a, that we not got listening not quality. Well, this is not a. It's a, a chart. Somebody said you rank. I don't. I don't. You you rank in comedic content. That's I, not I, it. I don't think it's that someone gave feedback with stars or something. They just I, looked I think, at the. I think it's that someone accidentally clicked on our link and uh, and started a download such that uh, we got one more download than the five hundred and fifty first. Fifty one. They didn't get right. any. I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't know how this, this these analytics uh, I do. algorithms work. I know work, how but... to say this, that, that um, when it comes to the degree of listening and the number of listeners who listen, yes. we rank 550th. Yes. But what does that we mean? We are more frequently listened to than 440 other of the 1,000 that they checked. Yes, sure. So, and alternatively, five hundred and forty-nine will listen to more frequently. Dash, much more frequently at the top. So anyway, but, thank you, know, thank you, Uruguay. Thank you. <laughs> that was our. So I say Uruguay. I when you said Uruguay, I had no idea what you were talking about. Uruguay. It's that Uruguay. Yeah. Uruguay. What? Is that funny? I'm not Uruguay. Is that a funny? Uruguay. Look it up on Wikipedia. Look at the pronunciation. See what it says. I speak Spanish, motherfucker. It's it's Uruguay. It's, uh, Uruguay. It, it's a it's a language there. It's a what? Eurekian. Eurekian. Yeah. Language. Yeah. There are nuances. There, yeah. I mean. What do you say, Uruguay? Uruguay. In English, I would say Uruguay. In, Why? Sp- in Spanish, I would say Uruguay. 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 Yes. Uruguay. Hmm. That that brings me to an anecdote that I can bestow upon our listener from Uruguay. When I I met my wife, we were in Denmark, and she knew pretty good English, but was still learning. And she uh, she got confused because ev- everyone used to say, hey, we're going to go meet some guys today. We're going to go over there. I know a couple guys. And f- for her in Spanish, guy is spelled G-A-Y. So she thought we were talking about, we, other people, we're talking about going to meet a group of homosexuals, guys, gays. Uh, uh-huh. And so she thought that that everyone was just meeting up with all of these all of these gay people all, all the time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns out it was a pronunciation issue, and uh, which, which of course would have been fine, but just wasn't. Of course, of course, of course. No, yeah, there, there was no there was no uh, you know concern about meeting up with gay people, but it was 
this, this although she might have had a concern about you and so that might have led to a direct conversation right well uh but it was always she was always sort of confused that that sure that why is everyone that we're going to meet uh homosexual that's Jay. pretty weird yeah yeah but it's just one of those uh those weird things where you can misunderstand someone and think that they mean one thing when they mean another right right happens all the time happens all the time what a fascinating anecdote from another culture now the thing that we wonder about well it springs to mind the fact that since we've spoken last i've seen portions of bohemian rhapsody at least three more times Mm. and watching uh the wonderful actor uh play uh uh, Mercury is astounding, astounding. And what I, you know, I loved Queen and I love Mercury, uh, but I wasn't aware of any of his own personal stories or drama, which apparently was a great subject of, really, you know, some level of scandal in England and a lot of tabloids and his bisexuality became a huge issue in the press, which caused him no end of grief. And of course he died of AIDS, but this crowning achievement was uh, very clearly, as the movie uh, astoundingly takes you through the Live Aid, the Worldwide Live Aid concert, Yes, uh, where they were a late admission and where they stunned the show and, and were, the, were, the, were the most amazing uh, part of the event. Yes. And during their uh, act, the donations to, for the cause skyrocketed. But the, the the entire issue personally of him grappling as a married man with his bisexuality and how that was handled in the movie with honesty and respect and not a whole lot of recrimination. No, you know, no, 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 no. Yes. You know, um, and of course he was in a remarkable position uh, quickly as a rising Star Queen was faster climbing the charts and staying on the charts than about any band, I think. I mean, it was remarkable. They went from playing clubs in London to a state tour to a national tour in just a matter of years. Mm-hmm. But the story of them uh, creating, beginning with uh, Mercury, the uh, Night at the Opera, which of course features Bohemian Rhapsody as the six-minute single that they released, Flip side being I Love My Car, the single, but the character in the movie that plays the producer who refused to release Bohemian Rhapsody yes. as one side of the single was played by Mike Myers. And I saw it four or five times before I realized it. No. Really? Yes. I've, 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 I have seen that movie, and holy shit, was I moved by it. But God damn it, right. Mike Myers was that... Wow. Yes. With a with a bit of an Irish lilt. Well, I mean, Mike Myers can um, put on can put on accents, but oh god, oh, holy but, shit! Yeah, now, I to, now, I to, now, I, now I have to see it again. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, I the I saw that uh, part of it just the other day, but um, it's it's uh, it's astounding. And apparently, much of Freddie Mercury's voice and recordings were actually used in the film. But as a stand-in for that, a Canadian singer uh, was recorded and lipped over. Um, uh, what's the uh, actor's name? You ought to look it up so we mention his name. Malik? Uh, Rami Malik, yeah. Uh, 
uh, Malik was was just. I, I was under the, I was under the impression that he was doing a lot of that singing. No, no, actually not. Um, he could sing, and he did sing, and it was important for him to be able to sing to perform mm-hmm. because, in fact, it's the song that everything is around, of course. Um, but they did. I don't know that, and maybe some of his stuff at the piano, or a little bit of this or that. Like for example, the the odd, you know, when he first met the band, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and their singer quit, and he he just burst out in a tune. What an amazing was scene! That, him, was. that was an know, amazing scene. Yes. And he said, uh, "What did he say as he turned around and left?" Um, Thanks for the offer. I'll consider it. Right. Something like that. So yeah. cocky. I'll consider your offer. What a what a, what a cocky way to leave an to leave a job interview with, like oh, well, so right right, it's like, an interview that that the the drummer said not with those teeth, right, and what an amazing portrayal of someone with 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 some true talent, but also the I liked how they put in the racial element. There was a, there was some racial bias as well as homophobic bias uh, against him. right. Where, right. where they were like, well, you're kind of uh, foreign. I don't know if we can accept you, but yeah. And the again, I don't know how. Tr- I haven't researched how true any of the movie was, but it was an amazing movie. I've, I've, I, yeah, I've, I've read a bit about it, and it seems to be uh, holding up pretty true. Yeah. Um, uh, according, you know, to those. Um, who worked on it, you know, and, and it was, you know, with permission and authorization and all that stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, in, in, incredible all, all the way around. And when they ended up being uh, scalded by the reviews of the release of Night of the Opera, in particular the single, you know. Um, because who, who, has a, who, who has a six-minute single? Yeah, nobody I, did. I, nobody did. Although, um, although uh, American Pie... Um, is long as well, yes. Was well, and and in fact, we should check that. But that pre- you know preceded, you know this. So not undone. What was the uh, record that Miami Beach pointed to in the Michael Myers character in the producer's office? And he pointed to a gold record, and he said, "Wow, this record, blah blah." And he said it quietly, and uh, the producer mumbled, "Yeah, that was mine." And Miami Beach mumbled something like. That certainly broke the mold, but the, the audio was poor, and/or my hearing is poor, uh, and I couldn't quite I couldn't quite catch that album. But I I wondered what it was because I suspected later that it might have been, American. you know, one of these one of these historically longer tunes that we we did in fact listen to. Hmm. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone was probably longer, four and a half minutes. We didn't check that too. That, but that's not so long though. That 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 song feels really short because it's so repetitive. In a way that Bohemian Rhapsody is not at all repetitive. They don't go right, back. They I, don't go back at all on any lyrics. And did I did I say to you on the uh, podcast about showing up at the karaoke night in the yes band? yes and yeah. you and you mentioned about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and so someone doing uh, a great acapella version of that yes. So last night uh, in Kalamazoo at Bell's uh, Brewery there. Uh, eccentric cafe, their outside beer garden. They had a band called Red Sea Pedestrians and another band called The Cornfed Girls. Each do a five-song set as an introduction to their 50th anniversary, first time ever performed Abbey Road from beginning to end with 11 musicians who together played over 40 instruments. 
in that hour and a half what? was astounding. What? Astounding. Sold out crowd, hundreds and hundreds of people. And they did Abbey Road from opening note to closing note, just word for word, note for note, with 11 musicians playing over 40 different instruments. That's pretty wild. No pauses, and for the encore, came out and did Twist and Shout to a rollicking, screaming crowd. That's a, that's ambitious to say, I'm going to replicate one of the best-selling albums ever before you tonight. This was a, this was a follow-up to about uh, eight years ago. They released at the State Theater in Kalamazoo, Michigan, after each of them performed a five-song set, the entire Beatles album their best album ever. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Word for word, note for note. 11 people, 46 cents. There's a lot of notes in, in Sgt. Pepper's. Did you realize the two songs that were supposed to be on Sgt. Pepper's that were released early because the Beatles had had a five-month hiatus from a, uh, a a release, let alone a hit. Mm-hmm. And so Epstein took two songs that they were saving for that album and released them. One was called Abbey Lane, mm-hmm. and the other was called Strawberry Fields. You mean Penny Lane? Penny Lane, not Abbey Lane. Okay. Penny Lane, yes. And Strawberry Fields forever, yes. Wow. And uh, what's amazing is how corny the video is for Penny Lane, where basically just shows the Beatles walking around and at one point riding horses and then sitting at a table in the field all made up with chandeliers getting off their horses and Ringo looks like he almost falls off and lands on another horse and and then but that's, for, that's, and ex- that's all acceptable because that was back in the before the before music videos were a thing that was right so and, it was so the music video was just cut together footage that they could Right, come up with right. from whenever but, that. But what's what's time heartwarming? Was. What heart? What's both heartwarming and pathetic is John Lennon walking the streets near Penny Lane, and what they do with the cameras just show him looking around, <laughs> and it's the same clip, like four or five times in a three-minute space. It's like you got to be kidding me! Yeah, show him walking somewhere else. I mean. It's like, wow, it was barely interesting the first time, let alone, you know, repetitions. <laughs> you know, and then inexplicably, Paul, they handed their guitars, and and, and and I think it's Paul, George Harrison, actually, mild manager, flips the table over, and and then they show John Lennon walking again. I mean, it was... <laughs> okay. It's linked to it. So I don't know what You'll this is about, but this will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash zero one, no, zero two zero, episode number 20. Holy cow! Happy birthday! We can almost, we can, we're almost allowed, we're almost old enough to drink in America. Imagine when we were number ten in the Uruguay hit list for comedy, we were eight hundred and ninety-six. Exactly. And here we've climbed right. over three hundred and forty spots. Yes. And because there's only five hundred and fifty listeners in all of Uruguay, we have exactly one person. Yes. Listening to us some of the time and then switching. <laughs> right. And I don't, you know, I mean, 
how long do you uh, listen to this drivel and before you switch? You can't track that. You told me right in the in the, no, in the metrics. No, area. no, you can't. You can't know exactly when people turn turn off. Uh, hit is a hit. Is a hit. I right, well. yeah, I joked that it was whenever you said good evening, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and I think I responded to probably more like when you said good evening. Yes, I think I, I recall that. We could check. You can post it on the show notes. What you should do in each show notes is post all the other shows so that they're all right? there. So they're that, all you can click around. They're all there. Oh, uh, God. You're so, it's you're like, so brilliant the way you put this it's together. Like, man, you know. I saw the most depressing. It's a depressing liberal pun uh, meme on the, on the Internet today that I want to share with you. It was. A photo of the actress Betty White. You know who that is? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And the caption was, the first thing anyone says when they've heard that there's a mouse shooting. Uh, isn't, isn't that goddamn depressing? Well, <laughs> well. It's both. Yes. It's both. And, it's both. And, and a little, a little, a little, uh, a little challenging for me to understand immediately i do apologize for my stunned uh silence as i tried to figure out uh what in fact uh they said uh but now yes the it's, only it's thing just... worse than stumbling on it is understanding it so yes yes i agree anyway we, we, yes. we might cut that out so we, we we have a new poll uh today i think it's recent that uh, Trump, um, who uh, had, a, had 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 chided uh, Joe Biden for his gaffe about saying that oh so many uh, gaffes yes his, one of the gaffes that I heard was that he said that uh, that poor people are just as good as white people oh yeah right this one was and but but um, but but since then he's had another one that was another one also and it was equally awkward we don't we we care about the facts not the truth. Oh fuck! He didn't say that. Not good. But yeah, what a fucking double standard that if Trump said that, people would be like, "Yeah, well, sure, that was yeah, the point. Whatever. That was but, the point of but, NBC, who said this is rich, a man who who says this type of thing on average for this entire presidency thirteen times a day. Yes, on average, over thousands has the audacity to point to someone else and say that's a gaffe. Like we used to have this word "gaff" that meant something, but then Trump came along and it was just like, well, uh, he's well, everything out of his mouth is would potentially be known as a gaff. So I well, guess none of it is. That gaff is a, a wooden hook that was used to pull people off the stage during the vaudevillian days if they weren't funny, and so it was uh, there. And in my uh, history, it's a fishing gaff, which I think is much more apropos to Trump. Than the wooden hook. This is a fishing gap that is, in fact, a sharpened hook that you use to spear the fish through his gill plates and lurch him into the boat, which, in fact, should be applied to the whale, the orange whale of a blob that we call President Trump. The fish gap is appropriate. How dare he? How dare he? So it's like a harpoon. Yes, which is long and is thrown. With a pointed end, and the gaff is how, how is the gaff thrown? The gap, the gap is in your hand, and it's used as a 
a hook. Ah. The hook of fish. Out. Okay, so once you've once it you, looks once the same. You, once you brought the fish close, you reach in there with your with your with your captain hook. Arm. A harpoon has a gaff hook on the back of it. So if the harpoon goes through the whale uh-huh. and comes through, that the hook at the end hooks it. Because during the uh, the, the crazy run, right. that spear thrown might go all the way through. But but anyway, uh, apart from from fishing te- terminology, what a depressing state we're in. Where oh my god, if the if the Democratic candidate has made one small little untruth, oh let's let's all throw that person under the bus. But then on the other side, we've got lying motherfucker all the time every day every every day every you, may, maybe one out of every two sentences is legit true but you you want to you, you, you want to post a, a a little image of of the president take a look at what came out today and him uh being interviewed on the lawn where it's apparently exceedingly hot and he's sweating like a fucking pig and as he's sweating, he's talking about how the Democrats play the race card when they don't have any other cards to play. And the image connected to the language and his sweaty, bloated, narcissistic, just unbelievable demeanor is is like pushing through the looking glass and wondering what happened here? Mm-hmm. What happened here? What did people let happen here? Purposely deciding not to vote. I guess not to go. My only. What I, did they think? Yeah, the the media empire that was against Hillary was so epic and had so many viewers that, and not that Hillary was the best candidate ever but pff. the media the media empire i mean I, how about I, the rush how about the russian empire yeah i'm did you i'm upset about russia no he says he says he says well they call it russia now um you no. know it used to be the soviet union and then they just decided to change the name um to russia um so you know that's probably fake news too I mean, it's like he didn't know that it was one of many countries in the Soviet bloc. And the amazing thing is, of course, he doesn't. Is, of course, he doesn't. He doesn't. Any 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 sixth grader in an elementary school knows this. Knows this in their history books. Yeah. Knows this. Well, if and, and and you know, he visited the hospital, and of course, the six victims of the shooting all oh, each fuck. refused to see him. So they trotted out a baby who was brought back to the hospital. Yes, I shared this. You know, th- there's a. There's a brilliant article on Slate.com that I shared today on the social medias that because you brought it up, I will share on uh, in our show notes. That is just, first of all, it's brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly written. It's. But it talks about, you know, how it must feel to look back because this baby in 12 years is going to look back and he's going to be able to read because they're going to only be able to read English because they were going to be adopted by an English-speaking family. 
they're going to be able to read about exactly how they were misused as a prop by these. And the the, the thing about the, the the thing about Trump and Melania is how un how fake they are. There's no real emotion. There's no real. Trump never talks about being a father. He never talks about his pride of being a father or his or, or about his children at all, except for Ivanka because she's hot, which is all he wants to say. But the rest of his children, as we mentioned in the last episode, poor little Baron, uh, he never says, "Oh, I'm so proud of my kids." He never. He's never. Well, he's never yeah. human in that way, and. If, and and for sure, Melania is not, uh, you know, related to these people, and it doesn't give a damn about any of them. And right. they so so they pose with this baby, where it's just like the the worst possible photo shoot of uh, people that have that don't really care about babies ever, uh, holding a baby, being like, and and showing their their always on, you know, smile of hey, this is us. Look, we have a baby. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, there, there was a thumbs up in the goddamn photo, and it's just right. so disgusting. And, well, and with, like, without like, even like without even talking about <laughs> all the shit that the baby had to go through and how their how his parents, you know, uh, threw themselves on top of him, breaking his bones so that they could take the bullets. That you know, it's just like fuck. Anyway, it's, it's astounding. Listen, listen to Bill Maher's uh, and link to Bill Maher's opening from uh, this past okay. Sunday, where in his opening monologue, he says, you know, yeah, they, you know, they, they all rejected him. I mean, here you are. You wake up and you say, oh, my God, I wake up from surgery. And there I have this fat blob of an orange president and this scowling, strange looking woman. And the first thing that crosses your mind is, oh, my God, I've, do- I've died and gone to fucking hell. Yes. <laughs> Standing over you is this grinning, gaseous blob and his <laughs> scowling trophy wife. People are like, shit, I must have died and went to hell. <laughs> so uh, you call Melania scowling. I mean, oh, all the images we could show of her scowling. I mean, what a. What uh, what a miserable situation we're in, and all mounting and mounting and mounting. You know, during the Nixon years and before him, the you know the the Roosevelt years, the this the, these these national presidential administrative uh, tragedies play themselves out in a in a painstakingly long and complicated and nuanced uh, way that drags on for years, and this is by far the most remarkable and will be the most studied, analyzed, and reported on. The, the, the record that Lincoln has about books is going to be shattered, shattered by what happens over the course of the next decade on these first and only four years of this freaking dickhead. Well, Trump, does, Trump, Trump doesn't have any books to, to record. Jesus. What's that? Trump doesn't own any books, but you were probably talking no, about No, I mean the number— so. The number of books that are uh, written about Lincoln is, you uh, can Google it, I think it's 38 or 39, you know, works. Oh, for sure. So I'm saying for sure. that, and, that will be eclipsed. And yeah. Not that Lincoln wrote books that were written about him. We'll go back to the, your apartment in Brooklyn. How is it living with all those other podcasters? <laughs> so I've turned to a St. James. I lost the beer I had somewhere. I don't know what I did with it. When I was setting up and, and doing my homework for the podcast, mm. right? Homework. 
Yes, you gave me a homework assignment. Yes, I did. Uh, so I sent you earlier today an amazing video of a Letterman interview with Bill Hader because I was I was researching Bill Hader after our previous uh, podcast, and the I stumbled upon this video where people have used uh, this deep learning technology AI stuff to make it look like uh, Bill Hader turns into Tom Cruise and Seth Rogen. Uh, he does. Oh, oh, oh! He, he did, briefly did he they, briefly went into Seth Rogen. Uh, did they the, did they image Seth Rogen? If you if you paid attention, yes, it does. Uh, they, wow. they totally pulled into Seth, Seth so, Rogen. So so what, what what this is is there's this technology now that is going to make any video that you ever see in the future uh, suspect. Suspect. Yes, because and, you and, cannot believe. And, and, uh, there, and there's there's this famous one, like the very first one that, that that was ever really published about this was of Obama. And they did this thing where they because what you need is a lot of video footage of a particular person. Uh, and then you can make it look like that person is saying anything that you want them to say. And so the 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 video was you had said that he turned into him and I would I wouldn't use that description. I would say that the innermost facial features of Bill Hader became the innermost features of Tom Cruise in a way that was subtle and very, very creepy. Yes, but and, but it was it was done in a in it was done, uh, you know, Bill Hader was doing his impression of that of that of whatever person he was doing. Oh, right, right, right. But right, right, but right. then someone came along and did and put on and used computers to make it look like he actually turned into that person uh, right which right, was right. scary as fuck or or that in in my first in my first very first instant of recognition what i thought i was seeing was bill Hader not only doing a spot on of tom cruise's voice but changing right his, his face. facial right, features of course. yes in he a way that made him look like him and then i realized that his mouth has changed too, not just his eyes, because Bill Hader's eyes are very, very expressive. Yeah, and so you can, and any you know, a great actor might be able to get you to watch their eyes and and and, and help. It was like, uh, 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 what's his ass playing Andy Kaufman, um, Jim Carrey, where when yeah. you looked at his eyes, he had the buggy eyes twitching back and forth, and that was enough to draw you in. Right. You know, and as the critics said, he channeled him. Yes. But when I realized that, it, that see, I didn't. You, it, it was super subtle because the first time it happened, they, they put it on really soft. It just barely went by. The first, the first time he said, and then Tom said to me, and it was, so, it was super subtle. And then little by little, they went on putting it uh, stronger and stronger to the point where. It took it, him over. It was just. It was just. But, but it was Bill Hader's voice. For yes, the yes, entire thing, yes. Which I think is important. Yes. As it was with Seth Rogen's, but um, but it was the, the the original the original Obama clip, which I will include, and I will also send you because you don't look at the show notes at happyhour.fm, happyhour.fm, slash zero two zero, that the the original proof of concept of this of this technology, where they make Obama say whatever they want him to say, is right. just beyond, like. 
it's so clear that in in two years we're going to have apps on our phones that are going to because now we have these apps that can make us look like we have bunny ears and we're super cute uh, with sparkles and whatnot. But in two years, we're going to be able to put on a thing where it looks like, oh, look, I'm Donald Trump, or look, I'm uh, Beto O'Rourke, or President Warren, or whoever it is. Uh, right. And we're going to right. be able, we're going to be able to to talk in our own voices and have what is recorded by the video being the voice of that other person uh, in such a creepy way that you're not going to be able to believe if someone shares a video that says, oh, holy shit. Uh, President Warren just said that uh, immigrants should all burn uh, in hell. Uh, you can't trust that because the technology to reproduce video is going to be so. But then it's going to be hard to 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 prove that what the actual people say are actually what they're saying. So they're going to have to like combat this in some way of being like today on. May 17th, I'm going to say the phrase this that appeared in the, you know, you're going to have to do like encryption shit where you're going to be having having to say, yeah. if I if I say this, then then it must be the true me. But it's going to it's going to get totally uh, whack or, or or they're going to have to they're going to have to like figure out some technology to dis to show that they are the real person saying the real thing. In the same way yeah. that, like in a, that like in like in movies, uh, you have people, you know, showing the kidnapped person with the with a with the current day's newspaper or whatever. We're gonna have to have. But, that sort but of who's level who, of, who's gonna do that work? Who's gonna do that work? Who knows? I mean, the people in power are gonna need to do that work to demonstrate that they aren't whatever is being made up by 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 whatever. But I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be complicated. It's uh we're entering like now we feel like we've entered into this uh, you know fake news no no truth world, but in the years to come it's gonna get so much worse. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be able to look at videos where we are so confused about who's saying what. You're gonna be able to have you're gonna be able to have videos where it looks like. The president was being attacked by somebody and, you know, the president, you know, body flipped to that person and, you know, won the day and it's going to be totally fake. So, yeah, you know, who I what yeah. a, what a, a uh, somehow the image of a president Trump backflipping is a little bit more laborious. You know, the all I can picture is that he would jump up to backflip and he would turn somehow magically into the fucking baby balloon that they fly around <laughs> at events, showing but, showing him in a diaper. Exactly. That's 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 the work that has to be done by the video people to make it look like this uh, obese motherfucker is capable of you know you know, and they can create whatever narrative they want. Because at that point, you can have whatever enemy group uh, you want to, you know, oh, look, this, this Mexican guy in this sombrero carrying a taco tried to come and kill the president. And, but the president, you know, threw him down on the ground and, you know, and slammed him down and killed him. It's like that sort of fo- <laughs> that sort of footage is going to be available. Like that sounds right. so fucking ridiculous now. But I swear right, to God, right, in, right. in two years, yeah. uh, in, in 2000 you know, 21, we're going to have that sort of thing available and widely distributed because the people that want to distribute that as, as truth are going to. Right. 
Hey, what was the uh, what was what was the fabulous bad lip syncing homework assignment you gave me? And I reported that my uh, sound on my computer wasn't working. I'm not sure I listened. Wasn't it a Trump bad lip syncing? Probably. There's the the the. The bad lip syncing YouTube. Channel. Oh, with the uh, with Kim Jong Un. Oh God, yes. Oh, fuck, that's that's good. Yes. Right. Uh, Later, I walked very slowly over to the DMV to meet my buddy KJ. Yeah. Huh? What did you say to me? Uh, never mind, bud. Never mind, Bobby. Re resend that. Re you posted it, I'm sure, didn't you? Or, or you did it because we never talked about. It. Well, I, let's try that again. I will. I will send that to you, and I will post that in the show notes at the very bottom of the show notes because we're at the end of the episode. So I think it's time to say goodbye and may your amber desires be fulfilled. St. James, amber beer, made proud to be drank proud. There ain't no beer like it. Good night, Eric. Good night, Dennis. I love you, man. We'll talk later. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm. That's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.fm. Or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour.fm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.